Here's something super offensive I'm about to say. <laughs> Yay! So anyway, I was on the fucking hot date with this Peruvian transvestite, right? Yeah. Is transvestite acceptable now? No. Probably. No, transgender. Yeah. Can't make fun of that. But transvestite's different. That's just a guy dressing as a woman. But I still don't think you can make fun of it. I mean, I guess. Is a woman dressing as a man transvestite? That's like a horrible word. Like, it just yeah. sounds like it, it bites transvestite. <laughs> that sounds like a Frankenstein kind of thing. <laughs> right? A little bit. A little Frankenstein-ish. Transvestite from Transylvania. <laughs> you don't really hear transvestite anymore. Because <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say it, I think. Sometimes you hear cross-dresser or more frequently drag queen. Yeah. But you don't hear transvestite. That sounds like a slur. Yeah. I don't know if it is. <laughs> you might get in trouble. I don't know. I think it's like a junior slur. Like, I think, like, if you were saying it at school, I don't think you could get in trouble. Well, you could probably get in trouble for it now, but it's not like... When we were in school, no. Yeah. It's not like walking around going, fuck, fuck, mother, 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 fuck, mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck. But when we were in school, you could say the R word. Could you? Yeah, we did it all the time when I was in school. I didn't. Really? You're, no. you're only like a grade below me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just didn't go around throwing it around. Well, neither me. did I, but I'm saying like you call your friends it. Yeah, maybe. I I never, even with the black people that I'm really cool with, i still very careful with you. No, not the N-word, no. the R-word. Oh, oh, I think you said N-word. No. no. Oh, yeah, well, I still use the R-word. R Sweet jumping yeah, Moses, you just went hard N-word. That's what I thought. You just thinking I was going around... Wash high, which is just predominantly black kids. I was just going around saying the N-word. Like yeah, I was, that's what I was like. <laughs> well, I you were maybe talking about how like other black kids would use it. I'm like, that's different. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's terrible. Yeah. No, not. That's what I was like. Yeah, no, the R-word I used all the time. <laughs> no, but that, you can't do that anymore. No, you can't now, no. But we when we said it, we weren't referring to kids with mental disabilities. No. Like our friends being a, like a fucking moron. Yeah. I mean, I can see the connotation, but still. Were we even talking about anything? What happened? No. Why'd you bring this up? <laughs> I didn't. I just got confused with all. We were talking about transvestites. Yeah. <laughs> you can say transvestites when you're in school. I don't know if you... I feel like that's out of use. Like the word... I can't even think of a word that is... What, what's a word that's out of use now? Like, not not even offensive, just out of use. People don't say it anymore. Well, I mean, there was, like, the, um... Like, the steaming. Remember we used to have... Steaming? Yeah. When you were angry, people... Oh, uh, steaming? Go, yeah, people were just going, oh, I'm steaming right now. Yeah, but I still say that. Yeah, we used to say that. Stop steaming mad. <laughs> I'll blacken your eye. I'll give you a what for. I'm gonna bust you on the jib. Yeah, the transvestite's like one of those things. People just don't say it. But it sounds like it should be super offensive. I'd be offended. Yeah. If I was like a cross-dresser or something, I'd be offended. Cross-dresser sounds offensive. She just can't be a dresser? Yeah. Drag queen, that's kind of like more promoted, I think. Like if you're a drag queen, like you're a queen. You're... I wonder if we just started calling everybody who'd like to do that RuPaul. Like, oh, you're a RuPaul, aren't you? 
You're into yeah, but what if you don't like RuPaul? You're you're into RuPaul then. RuPaulin, you yeah. turn into a verb. Yeah, you Paulin, you Paulin boy. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if you're into crossdressing. I don't think there's anything wrong with most words. Transvestite. I think the first time. I don't even know if they actually said it in the movie. Maybe I'm just imagining this. But Rocky Horror Picture Show, Tim Curry. Yeah, I they, feel like trans. Yeah, isn't that part of the song? Being like the trans strike baby. Like, isn't there a big like singing number that he? He does in that. I don't know. I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid, which is kind of weird <laughs> that I watched that when I was a kid. This is the guy from Clue. It's one of those cult movies I'm never really into. It's a musical. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a musical guy. Though the only other movie that really pops into my head that deals with cross-dressing is what's the one? It has like it's like Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo, and like some other dude, and they're like cross-dressers. Wasn't it like something woohoo? I don't know. It was a weird name. Again, I don't remember. The, the only time I remember that movie is when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something I probably should have watched. Is Wesley is watching a movie with Wesley Snipes in a dress. Can you think of any more unattractive <laughs> <laughs> people dressing as women than like Wesley Snipes? Uh, the chick from Girls, even though she's already a woman. That movie was too Wong Fu. Really? I knew it was a weird... Yeah. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julia Newmar. Why is it so long of a title? Yeah, John Leguizamo's in it, Patrick Swayze, Wesley yeah. Snipes. RuPaul was in it, which that makes sense. Yeah. That was that was a weird movie. That was like a John Malkovich weird movie to me. <laughs> Just strange. Didn't Eddie Murphy get busted with the transvestite? Yeah. Yeah, transvestite. Like, hooker, right? Wasn't she like a... Hugh Grant got busted with the hooker. Well, I feel like I think Eddie Murphy got busted with a transvestite hooker. Okay. But back then is when transvestite and transgender were like interchangeable. Yeah, like one could mean the same or neither. Like it was a weird dark time back then. But nobody, for some reason, nobody really got offended. Maybe they got offended, but there was I just, just don't not think enough. Anybody gave a shit back then when they got offended. Yeah, he's really fucking drinking that, isn't he? <laughs> Going whole hog on that, that one thirsty dog. So what are you reading these days there, Spencer? Let's try to steer this off of transvestites into something more, I don't know, writing related. Well, I'm still on my comic and like graphic novel kick, trying to get caught up back on those. I figured I'd give those to the end of the month. And then once once the next month starts up, I was going to start a novel. I'm not sure which one yet. I don't want to know if I want to go with the next Stephen King I have to read, which is like a collection of short stories, or if I want to go with the next Joe Hill book, or like something. Here's a question I have for you, good sir. When are you going to read something outside of Stephen King or Joe Hill? Well, I'm so close to being done. Yeah, I will give you, you were reading Andy Weir. But you've been really going hard on the Stephen well, King trying to read his whole his yeah, um, bibliography. I, I only got like four or five left, so it's like, do I just knock those out and be done? Or do I keep a hold of them and cherish them and, you know, save them until, you know... And you still got Joe Hill. Yeah, well, I'm almost caught up on him, too. I only got like two more books of his. Thank God for you that he's not as prolific as Stephen right. King. <laughs> right? Well, no, because I, I read Andy Rose books. I read... 
The Magician books, which... Oh, were, yeah, you did read them. That's somebody else. Who wrote those? Uh, uh, Lev Grossman. Les Grossman. Yeah. Yeah, Lev Grossman. Lev or Les? Le, L-E-V. Lev, Lev Grossman. Who's Les Grossman? That's a name I've heard. Uh, Let me Google. But, so, like, he only has, like, one more. He did a book before his Magician trilogy. So, like, I have uh, most of his, you know... Things taken care of. <laughs> Les, Gro- Les Grossman. Why the fuck does my mind hold these, like, just the name? Les Grossman is Tom Cruise's character in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Remember the <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. balding, angry movie producer guy? That's one of my favorite Tom, uh, uh, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise moments. Yeah, he's that's one of my favorite, favorite movies. He was really good in that. Well, anyway... Yeah, I just wanted to check to make sure yeah, it was Lev Grossman. Just wanted to make sure I was given the right... Poor Lev Grossman being so close to Les Grossman. <laughs> and it's weird because like, if you look up a picture of him, they're kind of similar. He's a balding... Kind of, he's thinner, taller, thinner guy, but you know he's, he's bald mm. and stuff like that. Maybe they're related. Interesting. Well, I'm reading Carrie. Thanks for asking. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Because you made me. Yeah. I finished Anansi Boys the other day. What's, what is that about? Well, you have to go to American Gods first. Oh, it's like a spinoff of that? Or yeah, American Gods, as we discussed before, which also is a TV show now, which I want to start watching, actually. I got I to gotta remember to watch. I keep forgetting to watch things. It is about... Pretty much gods in America, like immigrants that came over to America brought their gods from their country, like their stories and stuff to this country. And it's like the real or something. But Anansi Boys is one of the gods from American Gods. Oh, so this is like a spinoff. Yeah, and he has kids and it's about the kids. Hmm. It's really good. I think you should read them. Well, like I said before, I saw at the bookstore there, not a nice big fancy collection of, like, that you get, but, like, a box set of, like, four of Neil Gaiman's books, and two of them were that and American Guards, and I think, like, Stardust and something else. I I kind of think maybe that should be your next two books. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And then you can watch the TV show with me, and we will discuss those. Yeah, that's a good idea. We still got to finish up, um... Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I didn't watch the third season. Me neither. Fuck. It's because it was on shitty stars. Yeah. Nobody has stars. Or if they do, they don't watch it. Yeah. And then, too, it's just like, now it's over. So it's like another thing. Like, do I want to finish this and there'd be no more of this ever? Like, The hard part with that, too, was it was only a half-hour show, which means you could watch it all real quick. And like you said, once you watch it, it's done. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I saw a thing somewhere... Well, uh, Bruce Campbell said, like, after this he's show... He's retiring it. Yeah, like, he's not gonna do Ash anymore, like... That's disappointing. Yeah. I really like the first two seasons. I just... It was, it was just one of those things that got lost in the woodwork there. Well, that, too, that's, like, whenever we first started to kind of build this up, too, so... Yeah, like, trying to be a writer really fucks with your watching TV, movies, and reading time. Yeah, I don't know why we, we do any of these things. Should just go back to being consumers, other than uh, producers. Yeah. Or just makers. Makers. I feel like producers sound more elegant than yeah, but makers. Makers, like, well, I was, I was reminds going... me of Frank Reynolds off of Always Sunny <laughs> when he's talking about the fucking the glory hole. They're watching me go, ma- or what did he say? They're watching me make. 
Like instead well, of they're watching me poop, they're watching me make. Well, this was the way the producer from the movies would have a bad conductation of like not doing anything because producers, you know, don't do anything. Maybe it's just me, but when I think of producers, I just think of molesters now. <laughs> right? I just think of Harvey Weinstein's. But to jump back to the the Frank Reynolds topic real quick, <laughs> did you ever see like you know a couple months ago whenever they released the trailer for the uh, the new like Pokemon Go movie? Um. Is it the Ryan Reynolds oh, one? Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Pikachu Detective, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, somebody, since Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu, somebody went and dubbed that whole, that whole trailer. I did see that. They dubbed it with Frank. Yes. We're talking was, about Frogman. It was wonderful. I love the Frogman. He's in the new Jumanji movie. I didn't watch the last Jumanji really? movie. I know he's in Dumbo, too. Dumbo? Yeah. Like, look at 80-year-old fucking Dan DeVito getting work. A lot of it. Yeah, he is pretty old. He's got to be like 70 or 80. I like it. I, oh, yeah. I was always a big Dan DeVito yep. fan. Yep. Funny guy, short, weird looking. Instant comic humor just because he's Dan DeVito. Did a fucking kick-ass penguin. Nobody, except for right. maybe Patton Oswalt, could do a penguin as good as him. <laughs> yeah. Or you don't like the original from the 60s from the uh, the Adam Wester, the, yeah, 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 see you with the long pipe and the... I didn't like that guy. I don't remember who did that. Yeah. he. I like the old-timey copper talk, though. Yeah, see, <laughs> copper, yeah. Fuck you in the ass, copper, yeah. I've thought about talking about, like, talk, just start talking like that one day at work. Like, even when I'm waiting on customers, just be like... Oh, yeah, you want so some of these wings here, see? Yeah, yeah. How many would you like? Well, like Dave Chappelle said, they don't know you don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, see, when you talk about copper, I always talk like that. <laughs> Did you see, uh, I saw like a Netflix had a commercial for, uh, like different, um, comedians, that specials they had up, and there was a Dave Chappelle one, and he was talking about like how his dick just looks old. There's, like, <laughs> oh, so, I didn't see that. <laughs> There's like salt and pepper hair in his pubes, and like his dick just kind of looks like Morgan Freeman from the <laughs> '90s. You just blew my mind. I never thought about that. Your pubes are gonna turn yeah, gray one day. Yeah. What the fuck happens? What what happens in this world? Because you know, at that time, when I, at that stage in your life, you're at the point where you don't care about trying to keep it cleaned up and needing anything anymore. So it's just gonna be like. Everywhere. Is yeah, but what if you're like a Richard Gear premature grayer? You're 30 and you go gray. and That seems like a big deal. Yeah. Gray pubes. Like, I'm blonde, but my pubes aren't blonde, <laughs> surprisingly. I worry about that because I got gray hairs on the sides of my head now. Yeah. I'm starting to get the fucking, like, I think in five years I'm getting the, the, the you know, the Triple J. No, mm-hmm. the J. Jonah Jameson gray oh, streaks, yeah. which I'm fine with. I'm kind of looking forward to it. But I never thought about my, my man, my man hairs. That's, that kind of scares me. Or does it? I might grow it out then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you if, to... if I get wiry gray hairs, I might grow a big <laughs> white bush. Because I'm going to go white. Because it's not gray hairs. They're white. And I am looking forward to it. going to look like Santa Claus is just hiding in your pants. I wish I could grow a full beard so I could have a big white beard. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a little couple white coming into the well remember even before like whenever you still was working at walmart remember you found a couple like you just I, yeah i still get them it's weird because it's never in the same spot so they don't grow back white 
I've had a couple of, I think it's like my dog's hair, which is white. And I pull it and I'm like, ow. <laughs> and it's just a big white hair. And I get super blonde and super jet black. And I don't know where the jet black comes from. Because I got my ancestry report and I have no African in me, unfortunately. Mm. That was like my biggest disappointment in life is no African. Zero percent. I would have been able to, to explain the jumping that you could do early on in your life. Right? I'm mostly Irish and Hungarian. So where they jump? Hungarians, maybe. <laughs> why Hungarians? Well, just out of the two, I don't see the irises jumping like... Have you ever seen a leprechaun? They're always jumping. Well, yeah, but then still, they're like three feet, so they're not getting much air. Yeah, but for their height, they're getting air. I guess. Like an ant. <laughs> I wonder... I, I can still jump pretty high. It's I, just I gotta the work landing. On it. How are you on the landing? It hurts. It fucking hurts. <laughs> Does it feel like... Remember that episode of South Park whenever Kyle got like his, his testicle body- knees exploded? Yeah, yeah. It just I better put some context on this. And for anybody who's not seen the episode of South Park where Kyle gets a a surgery to become a tall black man because he loves playing basketball so much, they put Mr. Garrison's testicles in his knees to elongate his legs, and when he lands, they explode. It's disgusting. No, I did not. I I don't have that problem. Not but yet. it kind of feels like it. Yeah. I just feel slow. I feel like the old white guy that I used to always play basketball with mm. when we were young, just the random old white guy that would be there. I feel like that guy now. I'd say, well, do you think like if you went back down to Park and Dewey, could you can't, could you keep up with the young bucks nowadays? I can because over the summer I played f- like fucking eight bas- uh, full court games with a bunch of high- wash high high school kids. And I kept up with them for a game and a half. <laughs> and I was fucking murdering them. I was killing them. I fucking threw down one. And I was uh, busting threes. I was shaking them up. I felt like the man. And then I did not have it anymore. I was exhausted. And I kind of was just shitting my pants and crying. Was, <laughs> and they just kept going. I was like, you guys are so young. You don't even know what's coming. I felt kind of bad for him. It's like, I'm 32. I shouldn't be feeling like this, but I do. So you guys should be doing something else with that energy. You guys have the world by your balls and you don't even know it. And here I am just crying and sitting. I, I didn't sit on the bench. I stood the whole time because I didn't want them to see me sitting. <laughs> I don't want to be the old dude that has to go take a seat. And then if you do sit down, you might not be able to get back up. And look, I swear I didn't plan it. But I just happen to have short shorts, big socks, and a headband, and goggles. And I don't even have eye problems, but I had fucking goggles on. Where did that come from? Elbow pads? <laughs> wrist pads? Shoulder pads? Uh, it might, it might, did it you might, try slapping people on the ass way too many times? Way too many. Full grip. <laughs> I, had a, I had those short cotton shorts, not even silk shorts. The cotton that... <laughs> And yeah, I bet you did a lot of stretching. Oh, you gotta stretch. You don't want to pull a hammy. <laughs> but it wasn't functional stretching. It was those weird stretches where I'm like leaning to the side and just not even holding them for an appropriate amount of time. Just you, like three seconds. You got one foot up on the bench and you're trying to just hip thrust deep into the leg. Yeah, while somebody's sitting there. Yeah. And I'm just leaning into it. And then they're on their phone and I'm trying to ask them questions about how they're using it. <laughs> what does that do there, feller? How do you order the things off the Amazon? It was very strange, but my fundamentals were solid. Yeah. Lots of pivoting. Lots of set shots. My 
Foul Pick? shots were amazing. What about picks? What were you picking? Oh, I was picking the fuck out of those kids. Every time they turn around, pick. I, it didn't matter if it was an offense or defense. <laughs> somebody was getting picked. And I did the pick where you do the fucking one elbow up by your face and the other one up by your groin. So you're really wiping them out. Old school pick. Lean into it. A lot of passing. Fundamental two-hand passing. Chess passes. People. Bum. When was the last time you watched the NBA game that had a chess pass? Oh, Long time ago. Like, Is that I even think a thing? I think like the like old black and white footage. Jerry West. I saw yeah. him chess pass in the sixties, seventies maybe. Why are we talking about this? Uh, talking about my athletic prowess. That's what it is. Might as well talk about it while you still have it. I don't. I'm not nearly as fast as I was. I do weigh a lot more though because I in my heyday, my basketball problem was like 170 pounds, 165. I'm like 190 now. I mean, granted, it's all fucking pure muscle, but... All beefcake. Beefcake 9000. You want to see a beefcake? You got one. Yeah, but other than uh, Carrie, which I started, which is pretty good. Yeah. But it's 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 pretty easy reading. I think I'll be done with it in about an hour. Yeah, the, yeah, If I actually sit down to read it. Yeah, it won't take long. I was almost half tempted to... Uh, I almost brought over uh, Salem's Lot for you next. But you stop it because I have 17 novels I have to read before I get to it. I, I detoured just for your sake because you gave me the book and I want to give it back. So I detoured my reading list and put that, I moved it up. Because <laughs> I have Anna Karenin, I have uh, that Jack that uh, Jack London um, short story, or not Jack London collection. I think it's novels, short stories, whatever. And then I have um, that boxing the king of boxing or whatever fucking it is. I forget what it is. Uh, what about the other 18, like, Bond and Noble collections that you have? Yeah, I'll get to those. Yeah, you saw. I have way too many of those. But they're such a good deal. Now, do you think you could be able to read, like, a couple stories out of one collection and then go to the next collection and read a couple stories? Or do you have... Do you, like, I've been once do- you I- start one, you have to finish it and then move on to the next? It depends what it is. If it's a novel collection, I have to start and finish but if it's like an Edgar Allan Poe collection and the American Short Stories collection, I've been just reading. Like at night, I'll randomly read one here or there. I feel like if I read too like especially the Edgar Allan Poe, if I read too much of it, I get burnt out. That's what I did with the H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. I started to try to read them all, and I got burnt out real quick. I could, well, I could definitely imagine with that kind of writing, too. Yeah. So, Spencer, you said you made some progress on your butcher story that we talked about last week. Yes, uh... Since I finally finished that other short story that I that I was working on that should probably be posted here soon, I figured I should go looking through and try to find that. And I found while I was looking for that, a whole bunch of abandoned pro- projects that I completely forgot about. I know if I look through my like Google Drive, I have ridiculous amount of pro- unnamed projects yeah. that I just find. Like, what the fuck is it? Some of them are kind of good. Yeah. I'm like, why did I give up on this? I kind of get mad at myself. So like, I spent like a good half an hour going through those trying to come up with makeshift names so at least the next time I, I'm looking through I'm like, oh, that's that one thing. I kind of remember that. But so once I finally found the uh, my first batch for the butcher story, which I was a lot farther along than what I originally thought I remembered. I was, I was past the 2000 mark. Uh, I thought I was more around the 2000, but I must have forgot some writing that I did. It's always a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's better than looking back and only have 800 words. Oh, yeah. 
So, I went and did some more writing today, got it up a little over 4,000, so I got a couple hundred words in, in today, with, I should have done a lot more, I had the time, I just couldn't put it in, but it was, I think it was good, like, I think it came out okay, but also, I, with doing that, I think I've, because I was kind of wondering, like, where to end this at because like as i mentioned before you were thinking about making a series yeah like a couple story story series so i think i finally got to the point and it helped with that little brainstorming we were doing talking about it a couple previous episodes ago that a way to end it but then there's the little stinger at the end to kind of prime it and hopefully drive interest into the next one. Yeah, the next one. Yeah, that's the way to go. Throw a little cliffhanger in there, maybe. Maybe just a... Well, more like a like a little surprise, like... Dun, 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 dun. Now what's gonna happen? And his penis shot through the glory hole. He's still alive. Ah. Well, maybe that's my kind of stories. He was watching him make. <laughs> watching him make. <laughs> Man, the story I'm working on is not... This is just not... I. I Why like, don't you get back to that that the, the, the simpleton working in the paint shop story? Motherfucker, I I, I want to. I, was, I know it was a good story. It was fucking great, and then I went too over the top with it, and now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shape it. That's the problem. I'm good at just throwing the lump of clay and just making the basic shape, but then when it comes to the details, the the carving away the extra the fucking nuance. globs, yeah, to make it nice and pretty. I just, oh, I just sit there and so I look like, at it and I know it's there and I want it, but I just don't feel so like you, doing it. So when you, like, you you said you went over the top, like, you like, just on, like, the crazy shit that he was seeing, or, like, how, how do you feel that like you went over the top? Well, without telling, just for you know, anybody that might not have listened to the episode where I talked about this, it, the story is, like, a simpleton in a small town. He worked, he ends up getting a job at a factory. He... There's some kind of paint in the factory, like a government paint that he's not supposed to be around, and he gets it on him, and it's kind of like a body. What the fuck is with that dog? Stop squeaking, motherfucker! Squeaking the goddamn cake toy. But the the guy, it's like a body horror story, kind of. I'm gonna go get that goddamn cake off him. (laughs) Now that I subdued the beast. But anyway, it's kind of like a body horror story. Or, I don't know if it's necessarily body horror. Because I have it set so maybe he's getting turned into something else. But then he could be hallucinating. And he's in like a, a factory after close. Anyway, long story short. I ended up throwing a bunch of shit in about his mother. Which you didn't read. Yeah. So, I kind of like. When I was saying I went over the top, I think I added too much of that. Like, I tried to give him a backstory. I didn't even mean to do this, where it kind of goes into his childhood a little bit. Maybe he saw some weird shit then, and now he's hallucinating, and there's, like, monsters. Also, and- like, maybe because, because like, he has, like, um, a condition or whatever, he's able to see other things that people might not be able to see kind of scenario. Yeah, but I didn't clear it up enough. I left. I think I feel like I left it too vague, and I threw too much shit into the fan. There's definitely a very good story there because, like, the first half of the story I already kind of had edited, which yeah. you read. 
So there wasn't too much to change. So the buildup to everything that happens to him, I felt was really solid. And I just, I think I went a little too, I let my imagination flow too much, which is, is fine. It's just the problem for me is I have to go back and cut that down. And I have, like, it's at the very end and I know how it ends. I just didn't feel like writing the ending. Like, I just didn't, I literally, because for me, this ending, like, the ending's good, but I feel like the just writing is kind of boring because I already know. When I write something where I don't know the ending, it's kind of exciting to get to it. But when you already know the ending and how everything goes step for step, all you have to do is write it, that's kind of a chore. Yeah. Well, I, was just, I was just saying that because you were talking about the, the current story you're working on is being uh being like, you know, slow and law, you know, not having fun. So I thought maybe if you went back to something else you were already previously working on and that was mostly done. I think if I go back with fresh eyes, I'll be able to narrow or cut it down without much of a problem, which I actually have done this with a bunch of my stories. I'll wait about a month or so. Yeah. So I'm not so close to it. And when I read it, it's like I'm reading somebody else's work. And then the inner, you know, my editor comes out and I can cut it down without too much of a problem. I, I hear that a lot. Like once you finish like the first draft or something. Just put it away. Yeah. Give it like a week or something and, you know, maybe start on something else or, or, you know. When you go back to something, like say you write the first draft, if you immediately go into edits and your second revision, where your downfall might be is you're too close to the work still. So you won't see what's not working yeah. because you have the whole story in your head. Let that story go. Wait a week, wait a, you know, wait a month, whatever it is. Once that story is no longer in your head and you go back and read it, like I said, it's almost like reading somebody else's work. You can see it with fresh eyes yeah. and you can see what's fucked up, what's not working, what will work. It's almost like reading the author's work where you'll read like a, a story or something and you'll go, man. This could have been really good if he did this. And I think a lot of the situations happened because the author didn't give it enough time before he went on and yeah. edited and re, you know, rewrote. I, I do think it's a good story, though. I, I honestly, I really like that. A lot of fun writing it. It just comes down to editing. And sometimes I just don't feel like it because that's like a 10, 11,000 word story. Yeah, it's pretty big from just the, the part you let me write. Yeah, that's fucking hard to go back and have to edit that much you're editing the whole thing that's like a week, well, week's long had, project well, you said you had most of it edited already well like i said i did the first edits because i do a couple round of edits i do like the grammar spelling edits and then i do actual rewrites and then i usually do another grammar spelling edit but like the I, half of it i did the rewrites and stuff already as i was going not necessarily as i was going but i went back just to try to get back in the mood to writing that story but like the whole ending, it go it goes pretty squirrely. It's 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 a little out there, and I I just I have to clear that up, and it pretty much just comes out of time, because if I'm still trying to write new work and then going back and editing something else, and again that's something I wanted to submit it to somewhere, but now I think it's too long. But if we do a short story project, It'd be good for that. I think we were talking about this off air about doing a short story project, which we've had in the works before then. Like I said before, our our problem was we kind of learned how to write better yeah, that, as we were we improved that, as writers, so our old work wasn't as good. That was very early on in the trying to do this. Like, oh, we'll get some some stories in, and we'll just go and put a short story collection together ourselves. And then, as it took longer, it's been like almost you know over two years now, and we're just like, 
Oh, that garbage. We can't do anything with that garbage. No. And like the one story I wrote, that uh, Betamax story, I really like that story, but the writing wasn't as good. Like compared to what I do now, when I look back on it, I'm just like, I would have to redo the whole thing. You'd maybe just have to just rewrite it. That I would. I mean, and, maybe like read it to remember certain things, like aspects of mm-hmm. it and stuff you might want to keep along. But especially since you never, we never published or anything, because I thought that that was a good idea too. I think mm-hmm. that that would be something good for you to. It was a know. fun story. Maybe I'll revisit that in the future. I feel like if we do a short story collection now, we should just start fresh. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could use the ideas from previous stories, but definitely don't rewrite old stories to put well, into it. I was just saying that one because, like, that was one that never got published. Yeah. Well, so. like, the ones, the, the, the flagship story for that was, what, 30,000 words? It was a novella. Yeah. And it's like, I, I didn't do anything with that because when I started editing it, I realized, oh, shit, I fucking sucked that. My main thing is I wanted the story to be in third person, or not third person, uh, past tense, because it was a horror story, I wrote the whole thing in present tense. And when I re-read it, re- uh, reread it, it wasn't scary because it was in present tense. And I was like, motherfucker, the, just to change everything, just the past tense, that's so much work for like, a you know, 30,000 words. I don't, I don't, I just didn't feel like doing it. Just to go skim through and be like, I need to change was into is and, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. Fucking sucks. But at the same time, that was a story where I felt like the idea was good. But when I wrote that, I was still more of a scene writer. So I was writing scenes. But as as far as a whole story goes, I don't feel like it was that strong. Well, you, your same problem with, the, uh, with that story, I noticed whenever I was re-going through the butcher story this, this time, like... I whenever the first couple paragraphs are kind of like in first person, and then as I was going through and started to write this, yeah, it seemed like the story is better in the third person, mm-hmm. like as a narration, somebody telling you the story. Yeah, versus the guy telling, telling the story. story. Yeah, so that's gonna be whenever I finish and do the next round. Those are things that I'm gonna have to take care of. I figured I just wanted to get the story finished first. Before trying to fix yeah. all that, because I know that it's gonna need fixed, but that's gonna that's gonna suck. <laughs> I'm just telling you now. That's what usually takes the wind out of my sails is when I read something I wrote and I really like the story, but I don't like how I you know I wrote it, like or like you said, the tense wise or first person, third person, just things like that. Because if you wrote a story in first person and then decide it's better in third person, you have to rewrite the whole story. Yeah. And that's terrible because that's so time consuming. And for most authors, that might not be a problem. But for us who have to continually put out work for people to read, that's rough. On top of a day job. Yeah, top of a day job, on top of a podcast. You know, that, that gets to be a bit much. We still try to do reviews and articles. Plus other smaller stories, just so we have stuff for you guys to check out while we work on these bigger projects. That's another thing. We do a lot of flash fiction and short stories for the website, but people don't really have access to all these longer works we have because they don't really fit well, unless it's a serial story, they don't really fit well in online format. Because generally people online don't read. I'm guilty of it too. I don't read longer works online because it's just not the same. Like as a, a book in your hand or even on a Kindle, 
it's just way more enjoyable than flipping through on your phone. Yeah. Like, if you're flipping through on a website page to page to page, you're, I don't know, something about it just does not hit you right. It, even like a Kindle, even though it's still electronic, it still has kind of the feel of what it is to read a book. And I think that's why we need to just put out a goddamn short story collection. Yeah. And we already came up with a cover. I still like the DPW... Uh, I forget the exact name, but uh, from the underground we had set up something like that. Yeah. Stories from the underground. It was like based off of Dostoevsky's uh, notes from the under- underground. It was like stories from the underground or something, and they're going to be like grittier, kind of uh, you know sharper edge stories. I kind of wanted to give it a more raw feel, and I think that would really connect with people. And we can get you know more writers. We we had a good bit of writers that wanted to be involved. We just waited so long. I actually did apply for a grant for that, but they wanted us to do a pitch meeting. <laughs> I was like, dude, for one, I don't want to do a fucking pitch meeting because that's that's a lot of work. But two, I, I fucking didn't have the time like how, to put together a, a package and then to pitch this short story collection versus how many people were probably already there. That That's more work than I wanted to do for a short story collection that we probably end up putting out ourselves anyway. Yeah. I mean, the grant just gives us like a thousand bucks to do that, but is it going to cost a thousand bucks? Probably a little bit more. Depends. If we put it out ourselves, you know, a self-published collection, um, I feel like our writing's solid enough. We wouldn't need to hire unnecessarily a major editor. If we got an editor, like a freelance editor, it would just be like basic grammar and stuff. It wouldn't be continuity or yeah. anything because it's not a novel. It's short stories. Short stories are easy to edit. Yeah. No wonder if, like, for that, would we have to pay, like, pay him separately to edit each story, or would he just edit the whole It was, it just is the whole work. It may be the same as, like, a novel, but like I said, editors, like, a fucking thousand bucks if they do hard edits. Just the basic edits, you're still looking at probably three to five hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, the cover I could do myself, and the formatting I learned how to do, so that's not too problematic. We still have to pay the cost of publishing and all that shit, but... But I don't mind so much for that. No. Well, like I was thinking too, when we were looking at putting out an actual physical magazine, that's not very difficult to do and it's pretty cost efficient. The only problem with that is the time, which is why we haven't really dove into that. And also a physical magazine, how well do those sell? Yeah. Because I looked at the numbers and I was like, is it worth it to put out a physical magazine that people aren't going to buy? And something that we could own if we were lucky to put out quarterly. That's what that's what I would like to do is put out a quarterly magazine. And if I'm going to put out a magazine, I want to be able to pay the writers in the magazine a decent wage. Unless we set up a Patreon or donations, you know, non-profit, that's not going to happen. So there's there's a lot of things we've been, we, you know, we've looked at in the past and now. And like where our numbers are now as far as the site and stuff are good. But how many of those people would donate or want to give through, you know, to us through Patreon? If we did Patreon, I'd feel like we'd have to really give our, or even like a Kickstarter, we really have to give the people that are donating something something bad. worthwhile. And again, time-wise, how are we going to do that? Yeah, it's, and it's so much more difficult with writing too, because like, you know, because I've I've funded many of like Kickstarters. Um, indie comic authors yeah yeah, uh, with a lot of more shows that we've been going to 
And, like, you know, they have a whole bunch of things, like, you know, you can get prints or, like, original sketches from, like, you know... The, the yeah, original song. art. So, like, what... Is, what do we have to give back to... You know, as anybody? writers, I mean, you can write people that donate into your story, maybe, or you could uh, send them work before it's published, but there's only so many things you could do as a writer. It's not the same as an artist or comic book artist. Like a comic book, you know, you can give a lot of different content or videos or things like that, but as writers, it's it's pretty hard. And we've had... Like a couple of our in-house writers kind of dropped off recently because they've been dealing with different things. One of our in-house writers actually has a couple of reviews and stuff that are going to be on the site recently. And he's down to do, um, you know, short story collection or anything we want. The one the one girl who, who was writing for us, she had some issues. So she kind of dropped off for a while. And like I said, we, oh, I was telling you off air, and you know, another write, uh, upcoming writer, he wants to join the pod, podcast and get into doing some writing and stuff for the site. But still, what is that, five people? Like, it's hard to really do any kind of major Patreon or something unless you have a big enough team that can put in solid amount of well, work. Because it takes so long for us to make anything worthwhile like again like if we were artists like it's gonna it might take maybe like an hour or two to draw like a really nice picture for somebody but versus 10 hours to write a short story or something yeah Yeah, it's just the time difference is it's huge so so i I don't know because i thought about doing patreon before but i don't know i mean now that we have the podcast up and running that might be more viable because we actually have a platform that people listen to but when we were just doing the writing that's kind of difficult maybe if we like how we've been talking about getting i'm trying to get some merchandise off the ground we could do like exclusive shirts or something like that or you know what i mean yeah that i I really do want to do that is go into the merchandise and like, have an engraved flask and, like, leather-bound journals, pens, things like that that people want to buy. God damn you and your pens. Pens. I'm a, I'm a, folks, I have an amazing collection of pens. It's creepy, almost. But I don't care for fountain pens. You know, the fancy calligraphy-type pens yeah. and stuff? Those aren't my... That's not my uh, bag, if you will. What about if somebody gave you a big feather to write with? See, I'm not about the feather and that you gotta dip. And, yeah. Dip, 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 dip. I like tactical pens. I like fucking solid iron cannon pens. <laughs> I got uh, some Fisher pens that are, you know, the space pens. I got a couple of those are pretty nice. You always have to have a good pen. Yeah. It's, a good pen and a well, good journal. There's a difference between a good pen and like a pen you can use to break into a car with. Yeah, but you never know when you have to break in or out of a car. Fair enough. I'll have you know, I've busted things with my pens that I needed to bust Busted some heads. Yeah. Had some, some gangbangers jump me one time. Cracked them on the top. I, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> but but if it ever happens. In the story. <laughs> but I have my cast iron pen. Fuck them up. What would, be, what would be like truly like, you know, epic would be if you had your Punisher pen. Did that's, you have the, a pun- that's the pen I'm is talking that, about. the pen you're talking about? The Punisher pen. Oh, that thing's nice. See, but if we can... Get some engraved Punisher motherfucking pens. People will definitely buy that. Yeah. But at the same time, 
it costs money to start that up. And unless we do donations or something, that's coming out of our pockets. And that's a little tough. Yep. But hey, other people have done it, so... I don't know. I just don't like the idea of upcharging people ridiculous sums of money oh, yeah. for the products that we're trying to sell. For instance, I would feel pretty shitty if we sold merchandise and we upcharge them, you know, a $10 t-shirt's 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. I, see, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, that's, that's a little too much. But then if you start out, though, with the cost of making the shirts and stuff, it might... I don't know. You got to raise the price and there's, there's a lot of things into it. Like if I sold a magazine, I wouldn't want to sell a $15 magazine. That seems excessive. But if we're actually paying the writers decently, we're putting good production into it. That's an expensive ass thing to put out. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I think the the real thing we should do is become transvestite. Oh, well, by bringing it back around? <laughs> That's a horrible segue. Like that, that was terrible. We should be transvestites. That doesn't even make sense. I don't know how your girlfriend would think about that. Nah, nah I don't care. I mean, I, I got nobody, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. I mean... Oh, yeah, you can be a transvestite yeah. if you want. Here's something super offensive I'm about to say. <laughs> Yay! This has nothing to do with the transgender community. But what has become a slur... Unless you're Jim Norton, apparently. He can say it, which is fine. But for the most part, if you say tranny, yeah. that's a that's like a slur against transgender people. But what it, can you say it against transvestites? Because transvestites is already like a slur. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's so muddy. It's, uh... Just stay out of it. Yeah, I think that would be the best move and all. Just Probably shouldn't even brought it up. Don't call anybody tranny. Nothing. <laughs> what if their mechanic and the specifically their expertise is on transmissions of cars? You just call him a mechanic. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think as long as you call him anything other than a grease monkey, I remember like... Is that uh, a slur? Well, I just remember, wasn't there an episode of Seinfeld with Putty? He got mad... Whenever they... Call they, him a grease monkey? I think... Or something like along those lines, I think. That does sound super offensive <laughs> yeah. to me. Grease monkey. That sounds awful. It kind of sounds like the cousin to the uh, the Cloaks 2 porch, uh, porch monkey. Yeah. Yeah, but that's actual racial Oh, slur. yeah, that's definitely an actual racial slur. I'm just saying it's like it's cousin. That's a really weird one, though. I don't know the origin of that. I, I can't remember what they said in the movie. Well, he just said because his grandma called him yeah. that. It didn't actually say where the slur originated from. I don't really want to go into yeah. it. That sounds bad. I just remember not really even hearing that one until the movie. Um. Well, yeah, we're from Pennsylvania, so that's not. I don't think that's a big slur around here. Maybe in the South, where because they, they had the big sprawling plantation oh, dude, porches. I bet in the South, there's so many slurs we don't even know of yet. Oh man, they yeah, they definitely have some slurs we don't know about. You know what I'm interested in? Slurs not from the U.S. Like Le- British and... Well, like no, no, no. British, like Mexican slurs or Japanese. Canadi- you know that- Canadian slurs. What the- I don't think they have slurs. Have you ever met a Canadian that was racist or mean? No. I met Sidney Crosby one time. And oh, he yeah? Ca- and he called me a fag. <laughs> Did he? Or he asked for a fag. I, that might have been what he asked for, but that still doesn't make sense because that's a cigarette. I don't. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does he smoke? I don't know. Are you serious right now? He asked you for. 
I, I, that seems all very odd and weird. I don't... Because, like, if the, 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 the fag cigarette is, like, a British, and I don't even think it's Canadian, like... It's not. It's not at all. I've never, I've never I met Sidney Crosby. I know they also have, like, the rubber is, like, a like an eraser or something like that. I met Dirk Nowinski once. Did you know? I did not know this until I saw somebody post it. But, like, Dirk Nowinski is, like, is, like, made to a black woman. Yeah, he's invited to the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> he always brings the cookout food. Was that you who, said, who posted the pictures of him yes. always walking in with food? Yeah. That's what I saw, yeah. Dirk Nowinski has been down for a long time, <laughs> which is weird because he's German. Yeah. It's, like, looks super German. Dirk Nowinski is like Tim Duncan for me, where I hated his whole NBA career, but now I respect the dude. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Dirk Nowinski's kind of cool. Like, I never liked Tim Duncan or Greg Popovich, but like, I'm now, nowadays, I'm like, mm, you know what? They're pretty cool. Yeah. I still, I still don't like Tony Parker. Is it because he's French? He's French. Who, who do you hate more, Parker or Ginobili? Man, Ginobili invented the flop, so that's that's kind of hard. And he had that weird bald spot that I didn't like. I don't like. think he invented it. I think he just perfected Perfect. it. He brought the soccer flop to yes. NBA. I just hated the Spurs. And I swear Ginobili would take like four or five steps. He take, yeah, because he brought the Euro step. Yeah. Which is just a travel that they don't call. <laughs> James Harden travels every time. And they don't call it, and I fucking hate it. Does he? Every time. He gets fouled every time without getting touched. So not a Harden fan, are you? I shouldn't dislike Harden, but I do, because I just don't like the soft NBA rules that go along with his style of play. The fuck is that noise? Dog's just murdering something. Probably just ripping down the blinds or tearing <laughs> off the side end of the house. Anyway, let's probably end this. Yeah. This wasn't even an episode. This is bullshit. Bull plop. Bull cocky. Bull cock. Boo cocky. <laughs> Wait. Oh, <laughs> That's no. something different. Oh, no. That was accidental, folks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's something completely different, sir. <laughs> I don't think the word you said was real, was it? Yeah. Well, like, you know, what the fuck is bull cocky? That's one of those old, like, old time, you know, I'm sick and tired of this bull cocky. Like. I don't think that's a phrase. <laughs> I do believe it is. I think it's boo cocky. Um, no. No, I just think of rivers of semen. Oh. You wasn't thinking it already. You folks have a wonderful <laughs> evening. We're going to end it on that. Because yeah. it got... Ugh. Uh, see you later. <laughs> Bye.